This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning, I'm Kate Watson. And I'm Claire Kimball. It's Tuesday the 23rd of November. In your Squeeze today, tragedy in Wisconsin. The Taliban's new rules for women. Tricky times in federal parliament. And Christmas in November. This is your Squeeze today. The state of Wisconsin in the United States first today, Claire, where a Christmas parade was taking place before an SUV was driven at high speed into the crowd, killing five people. Another 40 people, including children, were injured. Set the scene for us. Yeah, we're talking about Waukesha, which is at the edge of Milwaukee. It's a city in its own right there. It was celebrating an annual Christmas parade. So think marching bands, dancing girls, pom-poms. There was even a group of the dancing grannies, uh, they were performing for crowds that lined that main street. Uh, at 4.40pm, what police say is that a man named Daryl Brooks drove his car into the area at high speed. He ploughed into a number of performers and members of the crowd. Uh, reports say that a policeman fired his gun at the man, but he failed to stop and he got away. His car was found about 30 kilometres from the city and he He's been arrested. As far as the motive, of course, our minds always go to terror in these instances, but there's still a lot unknown. Yeah, and what we know is that police will make a statement on that this morning. What reports say is that they believe that Daryl Brooks was fleeing another scene, possibly a knife fight. Of course, it is a sign of the times that terrorism is where minds go, but city representatives said that it was a family-friendly event. It wasn't controversial or political and certainly not the sort of event that would be targeted. We talked about this part of the world yesterday as it's the same state where Kyle Rittenhouse was acquitted. As it stands, there's no known connection to that verdict either. As we know, back in August, the Taliban took control of Afghanistan and at the time there was much fear about the rules they would impose, particularly on women, Claire. We're now starting to understand just how that's going to play out. Yeah, and the latest in that cultural crackdown from the Taliban is playing out when it comes to television and female TV presenters. They've been ordered to wear headscarves on screen and anything racy has been banned. So anything to do with extramarital sex or anything at all controversial. Uh, It is that latest crackdown since the Taliban seized power in August. Uh, When you look at, though, the problems in Afghanistan, just getting food to people is a critical issue at the moment. Yeah, this is on top of decisions like ordering girls and women to stay home from school. Despite the Taliban having said it's only temporary, there's no sign of women being allowed an education. The United Nations envoy for Afghanistan last week said the country is on the brink of a humanitarian catastrophe. Back home and to Canberra, where our politicians are this week. The Senate, Claire, is giving Scott Morrison a bit of trouble. Quick reminder, the Senate is the House of Review, so all government legislation has to go through there. So the fact that there are senators, two of which are on Morrison's side of politics, threatening to not support any government legislation could make these final two sitting weeks tricky. 
Yeah, it was a real heart starter to two weeks in Parliament, mm. what blew up yesterday. Uh, what happened is that One Nation's Pauline Hanson lobbed a bill into the Senate that called for compulsory vaccinations to be canned. Uh, it was defeated despite support from those two coalition senators plus three more, so five, uh, actually crossed the floor and voted against their own side. Uh, Matt Canavan, the former minister, was one of those. He said that you should shouldn't need to undergo a medical procedure to earn a living. The voice that was probably the most strident against what Pauline Hanson was trying to do was Tasmania's Jackie Lambie. She said that people are free to choose whether they have uh, a vaccination or not, but those choices have consequences. Uh, When it comes to looking at mandating vaccination in Australia, the federal government has done that for aged care workers and for disability support workers. The state and Territory governments cover workers in their health services, so hospital workers and also other critical workers like those who are at airports. And then the rest is up for employers to decide. It's certainly a controversial issue. Yeah, looking across the papers this morning, it also looks like Queensland MP George Christensen is joining that chorus of MPs wanting the PM to take a stand on mandatory vaccinations. So the trouble for Morrison has now seeped into the lower house of parliament. It's going to be a long week. As we pulled the podcast together yesterday, Claire, news broke that Chinese tennis player Peng Shui had sat down for a half an hour chat with the president of the IOC, the International Olympic Committee, Thomas Bach. Despite this, there are plenty that are still not convinced about her well-being. No, that's for sure. This one certainly hasn't been put to bed with that video call between uh, Buck and Pung. Uh, what the WTA has said is that they're still concerned for her well-being, also for her ability to communicate without censorship or coercion. Uh, and there's groups like Amnesty International that have warned the International Olympic Committee against playing China's game. They've been quite critical of them, uh, saying that in the past there's been very similar cases where people have had no option uh, but to do what they've been told to do by Chinese authorities and they worry that Peng is an example of that. Yeah, she disappeared earlier this month after making allegations on Chinese social media that she'd been sexually assaulted by a Chinese political figure. It's the first time a claim like this has been made against one of the country's senior political leaders. We're going to talk about a study out of the US now. Claire, we haven't talked about a study in a little while, so let's go down that path. It's all about how people are feeling about having children, and that is that more and more are opting not to do so. Yeah, new figures out of the US yesterday showed that the number of newborns in the US has fallen for a fifth consecutive year and they're now at a 40-year low. And that research you're referring to is from the Pew Research Centre. They found that the number of Americans who are childless by choice is growing. Uh, Most of them, 56%, just say they're just not interested. It wasn't a huge study, but as you said, it does speak to the trend that more and more people across the last 40 years are choosing to have no children or less children. I revealed yesterday in the office, Claire, that I'd put my Christmas tree up to some gasps of horror. It was a rainy weekend and I've got a toddler. There wasn't much else to do. So I have some sympathy for this family in the US who put their Christmas lights up early in November and received a fine from their homeowners association, sort of like their strata equivalent for doing so. 
Yeah, there are rules about this sort of thing, Kate. So, <laughs> look, I guess when you're on the childcare run, you've just got to do what you've got to do. So, Work to treat. Yeah, we might be able to forgive you for that breach. But, yes, this case, uh, they say that they had to get their Christmas lights professionally installed and they'd missed out in the last couple of years. So they've gone early uh, to the horror of many in their little neighbourhood. They're just trying to bring joy Leave them alone. (laughs) While we're talking about getting Christmas going early, don't forget our Christmas gift guide with Buy From The Bush is up on our website. A link is in your episode notes. Apparently, Claire, there's some things that might be close to sold out. So jump in. Well, isn't that great, those regional businesses being supported so well? So thank you for that. Yeah, thanks to everyone who's bought something through that gift guide so far. Squeeze the day for me. It's the day that South Australia eases its border restrictions for vaccinated people. Big day for those in the state with family or friends interstate and vice versa. Yeah, it sure is. And for me, Miley Cyrus's birthday, she was born in 1992, so she's heading towards 30. She's not quite there yet. Yeah, she's been around forever, hasn't she? Yeah, it feels like that, but just just 29. Wow, there you go. That's all from us on this Tuesday. You and Larissa will be back tomorrow, Claire. Until then. week our podcast is brought to you by aware super sometimes it can feel like retirement is a long way off but whether it's two years or 20 years away it's important to make sure your super fund is working for you aware super is one of australia's largest super funds and offers heaps of free tools and tips on its website for aussies looking to get their super sorted and put a plan in place for their retirement read the pds and tmd at aware.com.au.